The following content already knows we ain't getting shit for Christmas. We ain't been nice all year long. (laughs) Start the show. You know, I wasn't that kid as a little like my like my parents always indulged me, but that's got to be hard. That's got to be hard just knowing you ain't getting a goddamn thing for Christmas. And you know when the when the illusion was finally up, right, right, because it's like here's the crazy part is I knew there was no Santa Claus two years before I admitted to my parents. Oh hell, that I knew there wasn't one. And I just kept the I just kept, kept it going. Yeah, because I was like, the minute that I tell them that I know there ain't no Santa Claus, they can be like, "Cool, oh, it's we over. can stop." Oh shit! As a matter of fact, it's better now because um, actually, my dad just gives me cash, which is completely fine with me. I get gift cards, but you know, um, good as cash. It's good as cash. That's cool. I, I I'm a gift card person too. I give gift cards, uh, niggas. Plus information, plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. I am D. Randall, and I have somewhat of a confession today. Let's go. I'm already drunk. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I'm pr- I'm there, too. I I actually had a couple with my dad. Uh, today is my last day of work for two weeks. Oh shit! And went to just left work early today and went to happy hour uh, with some coworkers. Oh wow! Uh, for about four hours. No, so tell them what you started with. Started with three shots of Jameson. Woo! That's where it started. Uh, followed by two old fashions and Woo. a couple of drinks after that. I just I was just like, yeah, that sounds good. Oh man, old fashions. God damn. Yeah. yeah. Even though that's my shit, I am. So I'm lit like a wick right now, and oh, uh, you know, about to cause further damage with this crown peach. So crown peach is on and popping. Why not? Uh, episode sixty nine. Sixty nine. Um. It, it, so others. Oh well, I I I need not ask how your week how how your week has been because <laughs> I don't you, know how it was been, but I know how it ended. How it is right. You you on you was on autopilot, man. Um, my week was all right. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. It was a lot of lot of writing, a lot of, you know, when maybe I mentioned this a little bit um, last week. I don't remember, but like when you get dedicated to working out and shit, mm-hmm. you become that that boring person. That has to take one for the team and not and just not be at the function sometimes. Yep. Um, so I've definitely been doing that. And um, oh, here's a random one for you. So Call of Duty. The only game I can play right now is Call of Duty, just because you can just jump in, play a match, and jump out. All right. There's not a lot of commitment there. Uh, I play, you know. I, so I link up with my with my squad. Shout out to Euphonic. Shout out to DJ Byrne. Shout out to Roy. And I have made a weird discovery that my new, like, all like all shit has broken loose 
and just shoot everybody's song to play when I'm when I'm when I'm playing and uh they will tell you this is true is scarred <laughs> by Luke <laughs> by Luke wow but, or or as as my uh my my Google home will say by Luther Campbell wow okay I gotta unwipe my Google home a little bit yeah <laughs> maybe in my house called him <laughs> Luther Campbell <laughs> But yeah, so so yeah, every night so if you're ever in my voice chat or if I ever make my voice chat public, you and you just randomly hear That is uh that's actually kinda scary. <laughs> that would fuck me up if I was playing. Probably because I start dancing and shit. Hydraulic Bow 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 uh, DJ Bird was like, Oz, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that you? <laughs> that is hilarious, dog. <laughs> so yeah, so you so if you're ever playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare and you hear Scarred by Luther Campbell, <laughs> you know what motherfucking time it is. Um Let's see. I okay, so I do have a humanization. I came to, I came here thinking I didn't, but I do. Um and we're going to talk about impeachment a little later. But one thing I have noticed over the timeline is that uh, there are a lot of people in the wake of this impeachment condescending to other people that may not be as familiar with the process of impeachment as they are. Now, we've encountered this before, and this is what we call what I like to call bougie black shit. Mm. Bougie black shit is stuff that white people have no, have have had access to or have known about for ages. That black people get ac- access to and they don't know how to fucking act. Like brunch. Like brunch. Like therapy. <laughs> like white linen parties. Oh yeah, we are doing white linen parties these days. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that has come back. Um, and in this case... It would be an intimate knowledge of the political process. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that niggas aren't educated, because you know i i took I took government. I took, I you know i I took social studies just like everybody else. But as far as being able to apply that shit in conversation, mm. not as common. I'm all right. I'm good. And so now niggas have have figured out that they remembered something from high school <laughs> that they can apply in a conversation, and somebody else doesn't, and they don't know how to fuck to act. Niggas still don't know the three branches of government. Niggas don't know the three branches of government. Niggas don't know who their who their local representative is. After yeah, I, yeah, I saw some of y'all shit in the runoff elections. After y'all, after y'all, Mark Mayor, y'all just started guessing. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Y'all didn't even know some of that shit was on the ballot. Get the fuck out of my face. There are niggas who just, who did not know until today, as I am saying it, that you cannot go to jail for having the light inside of your car on. People thought you could go to jail for that shit? Oh, man, that was a, oh, God, that was a, that's, that's almost like an old wives' tale. Real talk. 
and you got the you you got the nerve to fix your nigga ass mouth to condescend to somebody about what the fuck they don't know. Half of y'all just found out in the past two years that Bobby Caldwell was white. <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously the last case of impeachment was Bill Clinton in 1999. Right. Um, most of y'all niggas who were misinformed about this one were too young to even remember that one. That's a big generational gap. At the time. That was 20 years ago. Um, you know, impeachment is a big deal. It does not mean that he's being removed from office at this point. And, you know, that may be somewhat unlikely. It means that he is being tried. Right. But this is still this is still somewhat significant. Um, this is big time. Now, and we can unpack why uh, after the thing. Yeah. But, you know, y'all just... There are people who are not familiar with the process. Don't try to clown those people because not everyone knows the American political process, unfortunately. Um, take the time to educate them. And let's also and let's also highlight why the, why else this is important is that we need as many people to be knowledgeable and to be engaged in the political process Correct. as possible going into this because honestly when, when there's a lot of times just the, it's just the nature of it's just human nature that when you don't know something and when there are people being assholes about you not knowing it. You just disengage from it. Yep. You just disengage from it and go about your daily life. We need as few people disengaging as humanly possible. We need everybody on board. And sometimes people being on board, getting people on board means that you have to humble yourself a little bit and quit acting like the smartest motherfucker in the room. Because you're not. You are not. By any stretch of the imagination, because yes, you know what you know what impeachment is, but I guarantee you, there's some shit you don't know. Yeah, and because because you don't know everything, because the universe is infinite. That's all I'm saying, and and and, and so just all I'm saying is relax and be humble, because that's not oh that's condescending to people is not how you get people to engage. Correct. Uh, being an asshole is not how you get people to engage. I know this uh, because I I disengage from humanity every day. Because mm. uh, y'all ain't shit. I try to. Well, yeah, I, yeah. Mine's. Uh, I think. I think mine may be a little harder because. Yeah. I, by definition, I have to engage with. Yeah. The humans. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so just to keep that in mind. Uh. Lower, step off the pedestal, please. We're trying to get this motherfucker out of here. Or run your bitch ass for office. Or run your bitch ass for office. <laughs> Since you know everything. Because knowing shit, knowing, just knowing shit ain't going to get us anywhere. Engaging and doing something, doing the work, that's going to get us somewhere. But y'all ain't ready for that conversation. Oh. Uh, song of the week. Um, as always, well, maybe not as always, but when I can, I like to get, I like to engage and involve Houston artists. Um, because I'm from Houston. I love this place. And I think this place is, has a lot of worthwhile talent that needs to be, uh, shared with the world. Yes. And with that said, I did come across on a friend of mine's Insta story, um, a young lady by the name of, uh, hopefully I'm not killing it, Inaya. 
Um, apparently, she is on the come up. This is a very this is a recent single. Um, and uh, I'm yeah, I'll just get right into it. All this right. is Inaya with Best Thing. Mm. Uh, so pour yourself something, get comfortable. Uh, I think y'all are gonna like this, and we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Okay, let's see. I thought I found love, but you ain't shit. I put my heart on it Don't try to stop me when I leave I put my all on it Look what you did to me I couldn't count on you Cause you was fucking with everyone but me So I walked out on you And it was the best thing I did for me Be like, fuck that nigga. My attitude changed. Take a couple sips of the douce. Ain't no ring on my finger anyway. And I missed the dick, but that'll go away. I just gotta stop thinking about you. Fill my time with better shit to do. I dreamed that I married you. Then I woke up happy and never came true. You, you're not the one. I gotta find a way to be done, yeah. And I think I found that shit. Don't wanna be in love again Too easy for you to go astray Nigga, my son don't like you anyway Good thing that I walked away Now you ain't gotta hear me say That I put my heart on it Don't try to stop me when I leave I put my all on it And look what you did to me I couldn't count on you Cause you was fucking with everyone but me So I walked out on you it was the best thing I did for me I did for me Best thing by Inaya. Um, just wanted to let y'all know that during a break, I threw up. <laughs> Full disclosure. Oh man! So, but, I, but I'm not a quitter. So tell your friends it really is happy hour in opinions while black. <laughs> Even if you have just come from happy hour. <laughs> Ooh wee! Man, 
So, I, I, on a side, on a quick side note, I will mention this. Since I have become, since I have gotten into the world of podcasting, my mother swears that she is like a program director, like that she is some kind of like executive producer of some sort, because she will suggest things that I that she feels like I should talk about on the show, and when she when she suggested this to me. Well, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there. So my mother has, you know, she, she's big on YouTube. She'll watch any damn thing on YouTube. And she saw an old commercial from her from when she was a kid for hot Dr. Pepper. I will repeat that. As in spicy Dr. Pepper? No, 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 no. Room temperature Dr. Pepper? As in... As in, they would tell you the, the, the joys of things you could do with Dr. Pepper. And you take Dr. Pepper, put it in a pot, and and boil it like tea, or brew it like tea. Show and me put lemon in it. Show me one living person that's done that shit. And drink hot Dr. Pepper. That was a thing back in the day. That sounds like a nightmare. That sounds ridiculous. And she told me a story where my aunt, God rest her, um, had a had a date or, or kind of a pseudo date, had a young man over where they watched TV and drank hot Dr. Pepper. That hot Dr. Pepper, y'all. Sounds frightening. <laughs> what the fuck? This is what my mom does on YouTube. That and watches old like American Bandstand, uh, old episodes of fucking American Bandstand and Dance Fever. Mom, why are you watching Denny Terrio on on fucking YouTube? Stop it. Has she heard your podcast before? No, she's she's heard the opening because she would not suggest topics <laughs> if she listened to this podcast. <laughs> She would not think that you would want to talk about hot Dr. Pepper. She would not. Uh, I swear, if she really listened to a full episode of the show, I, she would want to disassociate herself from this show. Um, so, yeah, that's my mom. I love her. I don't know what I'd do without her. Um, that is my 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 own, my very own uh, executive producer, I guess. <laughs> hot Dr. Pepper, y'all. Um... Let's see what's going on in the news, man. <laughs> oh, that's the name of this episode. <laughs> Hot Dr. Pepper. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Oz's mom. <laughs> so, um, I was on Uber Eats. I was on Uber Eats ordering lunch. We won't talk about what I ended up ordering because uh, I don't need reminding that I kind of cheated on my commitment and gave myself a cheat day. Um, but I was scrolling and I came across Popeye's, which is not what I wanted, but I could not help but notice when you go into the Popeye's menu. Oh, that's why I went to the Popeye's menu. I wanted to see if, if Uber Eats was actually offering the stand in line for them chicken sandwiches. Uh, and in fact they are. So I could not help but notice it was not the same pictures of chicken that I'm used to seeing on the Popeye's menu. It was the Migos. Migos meals. The Migos 
have a Popeye's deal where they have their own meals, which literally look like they. It, it literally looks like some shit, some high ass, some niggas that are high as shit at at three o'clock in the morning would want from Popeyes. One of them is like two chicken sandwiches, an apple pie, and like yeah. a mashed potato. Nothing to drink. I'm pretty sure that's. I'm pretty sure that's Offset's joint. I, I don't know who has what. Um, I'm just still amazed that this thing exists and that there is one for each member of Migos. Plus, the ultimate form. That which puts, combines all of them. That puts them all together for like one. 50 bucks. Like Voltron. Like Voltron. For 50 bucks. Which I think is actually cheaper than, you know. Probably so. Most of the specials they have there. Because that Popeye shit gets expensive. Yes, it does. Quickly. Um, love, that, love that chicken breast, though. So, um, I just... That is some maximum nigging. I mean, congratulations to the Migos for getting the bag, cause you know, cause you know when that shit started, Quavo was selling chicken sandwiches out of the trunk of his car for a thousand, for Allegedly. a thousand bucks a piece. Allegedly, supposedly. Um, let me just say, I'm happy anytime niggas are getting the bag, but I do also have to mention that this is this is some high expert level nigging at play here. I would be remiss if I did not mention the level of nigging that is happening here. This is almost the level of nigging as when Madonna, when McDonald's tried to go black, <laughs> and they had all the little R and R and B commercials. Yes, give me them nuggets, don't be so stingy. Wow. All them shits. I mean, I'm just saying that they've tried, but they've tried to get cool before. We all forget that the "I'm Loving It" song is a Justin Timberlake song. Mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake and Pusha T, written by Pusha T, written by Pusha T. He gets a check for that shit. He, uh, he owns forty percent of that song, which is he did say wild. He, he did say that he owned forty percent of the "I'm Loving It" song. He gets a check every. Uh, he got to get some kind of check every week when they play the McDonald's commercials. God damn. Well, I tell you, I, I, I'm in the wrong business. I've been in the wrong businesses all my life. Um, oh, yeah, I, I can't say that. Pusha T's actually talented. Um, talking about drugs. So, <laughs> so there was that. There was something else I wanted to talk about. Uh, oh, I guess we do have to talk about the impeachment. Um, so, Donald Trump is in the hot seat, y'all. Donald Joseph Trump is the third president in our history, in the history of this country, to be in the hot seat and be and be on trial uh, for crimes against someone. Uh, I think it was him, Andrew Johnson, Nixon. And, oh, oh, Nixon, and right? Clinton. So that he's the fourth well, one. Well, he's the fourth one, right? Yeah. Okay. Because right. Clinton got impeached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um. Or did Nixon resign before he got impeached? Nixon resigned. Okay, so it's still three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this now this is a big thing. Now, here's where I'm at with it. I'm of two minds. On one hand, I don't think Donald Joseph Trump is going to do one day in prison. No. Let alone lose his job. I don't think that's going to happen because of all the of all the times that. A sitting president has been impeached. I don't think it's ever resulted in um, a president being removed from office. Yeah. 
Um, Usually the Senate protects them. Exactly. And I think I definitely think the Senate's going to protect them this time. I know for a fact they will. Um, and so I'm of two minds. Like I said, I don't think Donald Joseph Trump is going to see any repercussions from this as far as uh, jail time or removal from office. However, someone brought this up, and I think this is important to talk about. When you, I think this is a comeuppance because Trump has spent a lot of time trying to besmirch the good name of Barack Hussein Obama. Yes. And a lot of his presidency has been dedicated to tarnishing uh, Barack Obama's legacy. Also correct. Because, again, none of these presidents are perfect. All these presidents ultimately have done fucked up shit. But for the most part, Barack Obama went out of office being generally liked uh, by black people. <laughs> and it's and so it's weird that this come up. It's like whatever you do comes back to you is kind of relevant here. Because here we have a president who has tried to just undo all the cool shit that Barack Obama did. Um, and now he is going to have his name basically tarnished forever. Ever. Like this is like, it's in the books now. It's on your permanent record. It's on your permanent record. And that's a, like, that's one of those things that's not going to go away. They're going to talk about you being impeached. They're going to talk about you facing a court of your peers when they talk about your presidency mm-hmm. every time and when because I don't think he's going to get reelected um when he is not reelected this will be a black mark where we're just where where whenever we talk about that shit you go oh you mean the motherfucker that was brought up on criminal charges yeah, that guy? No, you don't get to talk about him. No matter what you say about Barack Obama, Barack Obama was not brought up on criminal charges mm. at any point in his career. And he did not inhale. Yeah. No, that was Clinton that didn't that inhale. That was Clinton. Okay. The funny part about Clinton is that Clinton Clinton didn't get impeached for getting hit. He got impeached for lying about it. Right. Like, if he would have told the truth, he, he would have been straight. And then... and and. and even if he did, well, no, Barack Obama definitely inhaled. He got them weed smoking lips. Yeah, he's inhaling right now. <laughs> Barack is blowing loud. He blowing loud. He blowing Michelle's. He blowing Michelle's back out. That's what the fuck he's blowing. Um, and I don't blame him. So I think that's important to mention. I think it's going to be important to mention this. Because this is going to come back up when... I mean, and that's a huge thing to come back up when you start talking about re-election. Mm-hmm. And this motherfucker's really serious about this shit. When you hit that debate, you're like, Nigga, you got impeached. Nigga, aren't you still on trial? <laughs> Are you even allowed to talk about that at this debate, motherfucker? You know, you you get to get those off. Which is, the only, which is really the only case to make for Joe Biden. Because he would get those off. Um... Although, Julian Castro, uh, he's not going to go the whole distance, but he also looks like he's with the shit. He's a good he's a good dartist. Yeah. He looks like he's with the shit. He always looks like he wants to smack the shit out of fucking uh, Joe Biden. 
every time he looks like he want to fight him. And I don't blame him. Much like everyone else. Kind of like everybody else. You know, Biden, Biden over here talking about doing push-up contests and shit. No, he somebody going to get them hands. Sometimes I wonder what Biden did while he was VP. Like... <laughs> I don't wonder he didn't do shit. I don't wonder shit. Ain't nothing to wonder. He didn't do shit but get in people's face about shit that Barack Obama did. Biden was probably calling in sick every day. <laughs> and we just didn't know it. They were encouraging him to work to work from home. Yeah. That's what they were doing. We we just no, you can sit you can stay at home for this one. We just we're gonna we're gonna fax you a few things. Just sign in once just, a day. Just sign in and move on. Um so yeah, um, that's one more bullet in the gun to use against uh, Donald Joseph Trump. Um, and now it's just a matter of uh, nominating somebody who can aim. It's not looking good. It's not. Um, let's see. Watch. Oh, oh, oh well, well, oh, first, okay. Uh, uh, former former WNBA player Lisa Willis became the first coach, the first female coach to coach for the Knicks G League. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. We getting out there. Um, now all they have to do is uh, uh, get her to help out the Knicks. <laughs> they need it. Well, they got rid of Fizz, so. Cause they need it, goddamn it! Uh, but congratulations to her. Um, black women are just doing it, man. I'm here for it. Yeah. I mean, shit, let it happen. You know, black they, women are doing all the things that need done. They let Becky Hammond cook for long enough. Let's right? get the black women in there. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, we'll 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 talk about Watchmen in a minute. All right. Um, J.R. Smith. You J.R. trying Smith? to get the pipe? J.R. Smith cheating. J.R. Smith and just his sexual antics in general, for some reason this week has become news. I, it's never been news before. It, it ought to be news when J.R. Smith is acting right. Yeah. And um, I think the only reason it's news is because uh, he was knocking down fine-ass Candace Patton. Hey. The most exciting thing about this story is that it confirms my belief that Candace Patton is a hood rat. <laughs> is a hood rat. Is a hood rat and probably a freak. Yeah, I seen her on some of her IG stories. You know, saying motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. A lot. I'm like, okay, I see you from Texas. You doing your thing? You know, she she's uh, letting Jr. pipe it down. I've been convinced for some time that Candace Patton is a freak. Yeah. I, I'm just I, I'm just telling you, and Jr. Smith confirms it. Yeah, don't let. Um don't let her character on the Flash fool y'all. Right. They're just they're just certain kind of niggas that when you fuck with a certain kind of nigga, yeah. it it says something about you. Just like just like uh, people can say certain shit about me and some of the women and the women that I fuck with over the years. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'll I'll lean into the double standard. Uh-oh. You can say whatever the fuck you want um, about me based on my history. Uh, you can it's readily available. Mm. <laughs> um, Go check the whole facts. I'm just saying, I'm going to keep the same energy because I'm going to do you one better. Uh, for those of you that have been keeping up with me and the live tweets and loving hip-hop, uh, y'all know I've been very excited for the for the coming of New York, mm-hmm. uh, loving hip-hop New York, because all the OGs are back. Um, they couldn't control all the young people. 
post Cardi. They couldn't control him, so they had to start focusing on on all the old school people. So Chrissy and Jim Jones are back. Uh, it seems like every time a Dipset nigga comes back to Love and Hip Hop, they gotta come back with a pending case. Because <laughs> <laughs> last season ended with Santana going to prison. <laughs> I'm just saying. Damn. <laughs> so y'all gonna pull out Freaky Zeke and that nigga gonna have a case too? Um, uh, they brought back, uh, so Chrissy and Jim Jones are back, which is big because Chrissy is like the all-time like heavyweight champion of love and hip hop. Yeah. Like she was she was a, a pioneer in love and hip hop ass whoopings. Because she was the first one. I don't know if you knew about this. I, I remember I remember yeah. this about her. Yeah, she broke off she she beat the fuck out of uh Fab's side piece at the time. Uh who has been steadily getting that check um <laughs> like four faces later. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what the fuck Kim Bella's going for, supposed to look like, but uh, she is more and more turning her face into a purge mask, and I don't understand it. Um, Damn. uh, I think the most awkward love in hip-hop is going to be is for Joe Budden, because um, there was some drama where Tahiri, his ex, Mm -hmm. who most people know, like I said, he proposed to her. Um, in his last episode before he, you know, went away or whatever, um, proposed to her in Times Square and she turned him down all that shit. Mm. Uh, hate to see it. Hate to see it. Oh, hate it. Um, basically, um, they were discussing, someone was discussing his current situation with, uh, his baby mama, former fiance. Right. Sin. And... She said that apparently before, according to her, that before he proposed, he called he called Tahiri and told her that he was he was proposing and that he was going to get married. Hmm. And it, it it became a thing because Button actually had to address it on the podcast that that's not true and he doesn't know why she's saying those things. And because she went and said it, I think she said it on the real. Which is the vanilla version. For those of you who don't know what the real is, just, you know, the the Red Table Talk, the the Good Wives Club, just think of the most vanilla version of that humanly possible. Soon featuring Amanda Seals. Are you fucking kidding me? She's going to be a permanent guest next year, which means... Oh, my God. She probably won't be on Insecure. Oh, well, that's a plus. I never watched the real, so it doesn't matter to me. I'm just... Just quit handing her bags, man. So... Um. Now I will say this because it it is even though I am a fan podcast wise of Joe Budden, it is fun to crack on him, loving hip hop wise. Absolutely. Um. However, I will say this: Does he absolutely seem like a serial cheater who is in inboxes coast to coast? Hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> In his late thirties, because I am in I am in the second half of my thirties, does he seem like the type of nigga to fall for the trap of hitting your ex up before you're either gonna get married or gonna propose with that it should have been you shit? Mm. No, no, no one over thirty is falling for that. No. That's a trap. That's a trap, and it's and if you really love the person you're marrying or proposing to, 
you would never give another woman that to hold over their head. Right. That is a weapon. <laughs> let, me, let me explain this again. Anything you say to an ex about your current is a weapon. It's a bullet in a gun. And one of these days, you are not going to be able to keep up this correspondence. Mm-hmm. It's not going to go your way. Nope. It's going to get ugly. Yep. And that person is going to take that gun and aim it at your beloved. Mm-hmm. And all those bullets that you have offered up of your own volition, quit telling you. If you're gonna, like I said, if you're gonna cheat, if you're gonna just do extracurricular activities, stop telling these people your your man's business. Yes. It's bullets in the gun, and they're going to aim it at your mane, and they're going to put one right through their head. Mm. It's going to get ugly. And, they, and, it, and, and the first thing they're going to say, why the fuck are you talking to her about our business? Ouch. That's going to hurt, because you ain't going to have no good explanation for it. The pussy ain't that good. Sorry. And Tahiri look good. She don't look good enough for me to set myself up like that. And also, Joe, you gotta get a wardrobe stylist, man. You gotta get you gotta get a wardrobe, nigga. The fedoras have to stop. The fedoras have to stop. And you went in the confessional looking like a, a magician that doesn't do magic. Damn. It was like this sparkly ass purple Chris smoking jack. This Chris Angel <laughs> shit, man. Like. How the fuck you gonna look? How you fuck you gonna look like a magic? Look like Doctor Manhattan and like and and like fucking uh, Hugh Hefner had a love child. Damn, the fuck were you doing? And let me also say this, as far as sin goes, because they of course they had to have an unpacking. The rules of love and hip hop are that if you if you cheat while on contract, the following season. Every week will be a verbal ass whooping for you cheating. <laughs> Every week. You got to live with it. And, you know, Newport Poppy has got to live with it. And they sure had a meeting in Central Park where she got to just go the fuck off on him. Mm. <clears throat> this nigga was sitting Indian style in the park, sitting Indian style, listening to this woman's real grievances, smoking Newports. Let me tell you something. <laughs> If a nigga, if a nigga, if you ever, don't ever try to reason with a nigga smoking Newports. He's beyond reproach. He's beyond reproach. He he doesn't give a fuck about his life or yours. I'm just telling you, it's like it's like fucking with a nigga with black forces. Hey hey, they don't give a fuck. And sure enough, she storms off. You can't storm off in a park. No, because I can see you still storming off. You don't run out of breath. Yeah, it's it's like a long walk before you actually get out of view. Real talk. You got to walk by, and they got to watch you walk by all the meth heads and shit to make sure you're okay. Uh, yeah, that's not a storm off, baby. Um, but yes, I will definitely. Uh, you know, I was I was actually very disenchanted with uh, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. I had given up trying to tweet it. Um, I think I am all locked in for New York. God damn it, this is gonna be good. Even if it's just Joe Button taking it in the teeth every week. And Chrissy being one verbal ass whooping away from just beating somebody's ass again. Mm. 
Definitely follow me on Twitter at a, uh, or Team Oz on Twitter at Opinions Black, and I'll be live tweeting love and hip hop. We're gonna find some more black shit for me to tweet. Um, I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna do like a live tweet theater or something, like once a week. Just watch some shit and live tweet it, um, and just talk some shit. That's a great idea. I think that's a good idea. I'll just pick a random movie or something, something bad. Maybe I'll do Superfly. Ooh, the new one. Yeah. Ooh. The bad, real bad. Michael K. Williams and all his badness. My condolences in advance. Um, uh, but yeah, we, so yeah, we can move on from that. Uh, what else we got going? Oh, uh, so I wanted to talk about this, and it does concern Randall's favorite person, Wale. Oh God damn it! <laughs> yeah, before a second, I was like, what? Uh, so this nigga. Wale tweeted this, and I, we missed it, but it was it was happening during the same time as that Lizzo shit, with her ass out and all that. Mm-hmm. By the way, y'all, the Obi Wan effect is still in, is still happening. Lizzo <laughs> is getting hella bags off this shit. Just 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 watch her for the next month or so, and tell me I ain't telling the truth. So, Wale tweeted this, and it was during the Lizzo scandal, and I wanted to unpack it here. Wale tweets, how do we promote our music without being without being ridiculous? Like, I'm really trying to level up with my dignity intact. Any suggestions? Because my album was top tier, but I also was behaving myself. Not necessarily slander, but definitely shade. Here's what we know about Wale through his tweet. So we're gonna talk. Okay, so we're gonna talk about this in context. Okay, as it relates to Wale, and then as a general statement, correct, whether or not there's validity there. Wale is jealous. Well, and, and I don't say that in a you know just going home feeling sick kind of way. He's you know, as an artist, you want to do well, and he's just upset that someone who's not him has a top spot. We see it all the time. We see when Nikki was mad at Travis Scott. We you yep. know, we see it all the time when people are upset when they when they feel like they should have a top spot but they don't have it. What we have to remember though in the case of Wale is that no one gives a fuck about Wale. At his best, no one gives a fuck about Wale. People only care about Wale because of his proximity to other people. And even then, he's usually just, oh, okay, yeah, so-and-so featuring Wale. Okay. Wale Deadass said he had a top-tier album. He had, he had a top-tier Wale album. Every mama thinks that babies are cute. <laughs> a lot of these niggas got ugly kids, but we'll never admit it. Nobody cares about Wale. That's the part that he's, uh, unfortunately, he's oblivious to. It's like no one really gives a fuck about him. So, uh, it's good that he feels like he has a top-tier album. Unfortunately for him, nobody has to agree with that, and nobody ever has agreed with that. So whether it is because of tricks, gimmickry, gimmick, gimmick, gimmickry, gimmickry, gimmicks, whatever. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've been vomiting Jameson lately, y'all. <laughs> um, that, or whether it's just because Lizzo has a great uh, marketing team behind her. True. That's all part of it. True. Like Wale, when you were selling albums, it wasn't because of your talent. Obviously, huh. Huh. you have none. 
So, so if you feel like Lizzo is not talented, then you know, give her that same respect as as you would yourself. Um, as we all know, music is not simply about talent. Talent doesn't sell music. It never has. Talent has never sold. That's music. true. That's it's, true. It's always been marketing. It's always been promotion. It's always been. You know, something that people identify with really on more than a musical level. They want to identify with the person. Wale, you have nothing that anybody wants to identify with. You have nothing. Wow. Sir. Wow. So it's 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 just take it just take it to the chin, bro. You oh. you have never been that. Ooh. You are not that and you will never be that. Oh. Oh. Wow. I rest my case. That happened. Okay. So fuck Wale. Oh shit! Well, <laughs> um, so yes, in context, I would say that this is typical Wale fare. Wale is always the one to stand on the pedestal and tell you that you are not giving him his just due. Um, so that's nothing new there. If you have to tell people that they're not giving you the respect you deserve, then you don't deserve the respect. I'm sorry. have to tell people that they should respect you right if it was evident they would know shut your stupid ass up <laughs> five five niggas feeling like they're not getting it just due shut your short ass down nigga unless you five ten or above I don't give a damn about your opinion <laughs> oh god <laughs> if it's five if you five eight and above we might review it Five seven and below, man, just fall in line. Oh my God, Jameson is speaking. Oh boy, what's left of it? Um, so continue. Sorry. <laughs> um, so outside of the context of Wale, is there? Well, you kind of answered it. I was gonna say, is there validity there? And yet, I feel like yes and no. Sensationalism isn't new, right? Sensationalism isn't new. Sensationalism is not limited to just um, people with or without talent. Like, like, it, like, it's not one or the other. Um, you know, there are definitely people who have been provocative, but have also been talented and had good careers. Madonna was always was always pushing the envelope. Mm-hmm. Um, Macklemore was one of the more one of the most successful artists of the last decade and beat out Kendrick Lamar for a Grammy. That lets you know. Right. It's not about talent always. This Sorry. is true. And and, and, and so even when you mention Kendrick, Kendrick isn't doesn't do sensationalism shit. No. Kendrick don't just be out there. Nope. J. Cole, no matter what you think about him, he's been pretty successful. He's not out there like that. Yep. Um, as a matter of fact, we have Summer Walker who wants Anything but to be out there like that. <laughs> Who is quite successful. Uh, Frank Ocean. I always go back to Frank. Frank be wanting to mind his own fucking business. He has social media that he never uses. Um, he stays in his little bubble and creates. He creates. He'll give you some shit every once in a blue moon. And move the fuck on. And he doesn't do anything. He doesn't pull stunts. I mean, you have those sensationalist artists, sure, but there are plenty of people that I could name that 
aren't aren't trying to be out there and get on still. So I, I it's weird to me, and it goes back to Wale, but because Wale is not the only person who has shared this sentiment. But it's weird to me to hear people that are on talking about getting on. Now, granted, Wale's onness is questionable. Um, depending on who you depending on who you are. Randall would not consider Wale on. Wale I mean, also has a Wale is also, I would consider him widely known. I mean, I've seen that on chill song and video everywhere. Um he's on to a degree. He's not he's not in he's not in, in anybody's top five. And I think that might be his frustration. Mm-hmm. But um He's not on to where he feels like he should be, but he's on nonetheless. And that looks arrogant and ungrateful to some people. And just like there are people that are being very open about who they are and what they can't deal with in the public eye, there are people where this kind of has an adverse effect. I think this is the this is kind of the opposite effect, um, but also a necessary symptom of these new artists who are being honest with themselves and with their fan base. Right. Um, having said that, yeah, Wale should probably chill. Shut the fuck up. Um, but I do think it's going to be interesting to see more of artists being open about these things and about how they feel the industry treats them and how, um, you know, Pop culture treats them um, if they treat them away at all, which, you know, Wale might not <laughs> see any of that. I just don't happen to care for Wale's feelings. <laughs> That's just me. And, 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 and dude, as a, as, a, as a musician myself, you know, I've had to deal with industry shit. I've had to deal with, honestly, feeling like I was entitled to a certain level of success Right. That I did not achieve. There were times where I felt like we deserved more accolades for what we did. But you know what? I shut the fuck up during those times because it is what it is. What you what you receive is what you receive. It is what you get. You can't change people's perceptions of your shit or how you stack up to other people. If people like Lizzo more than you, you're not going to convince them that they should think of it the other way. You shut the fuck up, man. Stop being whack. And if you feel like it's a sensationalism get on thing, step your marketing game up. Do something. But he wants to be well behaved, which I I also understand from his point of view. Like, we were never the type to resort to gimmicks or really we never stepped outside of our characters to do certain things to get more attention. And we were fine with that. We didn't complain about that shit. But Wale is whack. Well, that and I think he wants to have it both ways. Yep. I feel like he, I feel like he wants to be known for being a rapidly rap type nigga, but he wants the Drake shine. But Drake gets that shine from other places, it ain't, it ain't and you can't have it both ways. Anyway, my my final remark is fuck Wale. <laughs> Sheesh. Um... So, uh, with that said, um, Watchmen. Man. Watchmen. Holy shit. Y'all, there are spoilers. I'm just telling you, there are spoilers. Spoilers from this point. Yeah. For the rest of the segment. 
Uh, so Wale is uh, not Wale. Whoa, look at you got Wale on the mind. Talking about Wale for the whole segment. Uh, Watchmen um, had finally had its its last. I'm gonna say personally, I'm gonna say series finale. Hmm. Because Damon Lindelof has been very has been very open and honest about the fact that he really kind of engineered this thing to be a season long. Fine with that. He and and honestly, with what we got, I'm completely satisfied with that. I'm fine with that. If we never saw if just very, very few shows where I can say I was satisfied in the one first season. Um the only the other one that comes to mind is Atlanta. If Atlanta had ended on that note for yep. the first season, I'd have been fine. Yep. Season two was surprisingly good. But I'd have been fine if it just ended on that note um, in season one. But, um, so we got a, man, there was a lot of shit going on at one time there. First of all, because we didn't talk about it before. Uh, well, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. The Superman is real, <laughs> and he is African American. Yes, Doctor Motherfucking Manhattan, bro, chose to retain the form of a natural Negro. Chose to retain the form of a dark skin, big head nigga. <laughs> of all people, uh, Black Manta. Yes, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who turned in a very good performance? I he was, fucking killed it. Because the crazy part is, in the beginning of the season when he was just himself, so to speak, right? I thought his performance was it was a little wooden at times, but he still I, I thought he was still effective. I think he was. I thought he was keeping pace. Yeah, you know. Now when he inherited the moniker of Doctor Manhattan and kept that tone, I was like. He nailed it. He was fucking killing it. He nailed that shit. I know what the fuck I'm gonna be. I know what the fuck I'm gonna be at at, at, at my first uh, at when I cosplay. Please have on clothes. Please, have, least, no, no, no. Please have some shorts. No, no. Doctor Manhattan in a suit, the, where he was in the suit with the oh, mask. Okay. Ah, got you. Yeah. That. Okay. Dope. We'll take that one. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. no. It can't, it no. We're, not, we're not recording that episode no, here. Not walking around with my dick out. Sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, and, and of course. I did see an uptick on my timeline of ladies who suddenly wanted to get into uh, Watchmen. Nope. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Go read the comic first. <laughs> read the graphic novel first. <laughs> and let me know if you're still with it. Um, so, uh, it was very Dr. Manhattan focused. And I think, and, you know, of course, the big plot was to. Uh, captured Dr. Manhattan mm -hmm. who of course uh, for those of you who don't know has the powers of a god can control time and space and matter and all that um, to capture him to destroy him and then to use that power to become him yes y'all this is for those of you that don't read comic books this is always a bad plan <laughs> anytime you want to anytime you want to recreate somebody's power that they got by accident it never goes well. Never. Never goes well. And I said it. I tweeted it. I was like, I am very skeptical that these rednecks with lettuce 
are going to be able to destroy and recreate Dr. Manhattan. And they all got murked. And my prophecy came true. That dumb senator dude stepped his ass in the machine and was turned to paste. <laughs> this dumb... I told y'all, anytime white people want to recreate some shit that happened by accident, it never goes well. Never. This is why you don't see motherfuckers nowadays with kites, flying kites in a thunderstorm. With a key on them or whatever the fuck uh, Franklin did. You don't see that shit. Because it, it only takes a couple to learn a lesson. Yep. And uh, Regina King. Let me tell y'all something. I, and I take responsibility. I have understated for years how fire Regina King is. Man, listen. And how talented Regina King is. But Regina King been killing it since she was a kid. Yep. Been killing it. Both and sides of the camera for you. Bitch both guys. sides of the camera. And we have not given her her due. No, she's... I've always felt like as a... And culturally, we don't... Because she's in that same pocket age-wise as like Gabrielle Union. Mm-hmm. As... Uh, well, on the, on the other side, like Vivica. And a lot of, a lot of women... A lot of uh, talented black women that we have bigged up for years, and uh, Regina King got to be what fifty or forty. She may not be fifty. Uh, she may like 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 forties, like like upper forties. And I feel like culturally, we have never given Regina King quite her due. At, at the very least, so I will say, you know. She has been recognized. She's won Emmys, obviously. I mean, sure, before. yeah. And, and, it, I, and I think people kind of... It's kind of weird that she wins Emmys and it's just like... I think it's because we already know how good she is. It's like, oh, That's well, true, too. Of course, yeah. She, of course she's going to get the Emmy for that shit. That's what she's supposed to do. Like with Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Everybody talked about Cuba. Yeah. But Regina King was killing it in that shit. Yeah. When she almost whooped Ari Spears' ass. Yep. I love that scene. She is. She has been consistently good. Um, it's consistently great and the good thing about her winning Emmys is that she gets to take on roles like this role facts, which is unlike anything she's done in her career and take a story that most people including myself could not see happening ever on paper and making that shit I never thought this was a good idea like some real nigga shit Real talk. This was a black series. This is a black ass show. And not in the sense, and I've said this before, not in the sense of having an all black cast or, um, you know, all black production crew, that kind of thing. That's also landmark and deserves to be lauded. But it was, it centered us. Another thing that I have to say, because uh, we, we talk about this all the time. We talked about this, for example, when Black Panther came out. Okay. We talk about it all the time. In regards to um, not only us having the ability to tell our stories. That's obviously a big part of what we need to do. But also normalizing our stories in what's considered mainstream entertainment. And the thing I appreciate about Watchmen the most was that from the first scene, this was based based on an event that happened to a community of African Americans 
back in the 1920s. Facts. And it naturally spun out of that with the descendants of the people that were affected by it. Yes, there was a multi-ethnic cast, but at the center of it was was an event, a real event that happened to African Americans and they did not they they did not they did it unapologetically. So they showed that it was some they showed that it was some bullshit. Right. That that whole the the the, the Black Wall Street thing was some was some complete bullshit. And it showed that the motherfuckers that were responsible for it were in the wrong. And to this day, to this day, they were still cracker-ass crackers who were up to some shit. And not only that, Tulsa and it, that that very moment brought Tulsa and Black Wall Street into the collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people. I didn't know. There were a lot of people that didn't know about Black Wall Street. Yeah, intentionally. That did not know. And it's not taught in school. That went on and Googled it and learned and, and got the information for themselves. The other crazy part about it, this was a very understated, well, not even say understated. This was something that I don't think attention was even brought to. But for me, every time it was done or mentioned. I'm going to kill this corner. It's, oh, please do, because I can't. It's the fact that they used the words white supremacy in this yes. show. And there were people in this show on, on both sides of the fence who were tasked with taking down white supremacy and called it by its name. Facts. They were like, we're going to shut down these racist white supremacist motherfuckers. I was like, it's so, it's so refreshing for them to call it what it is and not to, you know, back down and say, you know, these, you know, these fascists or right. you know, these, these, these radicals. Yeah, these, or, yeah, you know, these these bad guys. Yeah. You know, they called they it what it was. exactly what the fuck it was. You know, like, they're white supremacists and the white supremacists, the white supremacists did not say that they were not. They were like, oh, I mean, yeah. I have not read this. I have not read this article, but I did hear something. Someone said that Damon Lindelof was actually inspired by a Ta-Nehisi Coates essay. Did you hear that? I think I, I think I remember hearing something about that. Uh, that that in itself is heavy. Yeah. Because Tony Coates, I know not everybody is a big fan, but the fact that the reference for something like this, and it's obvious when you watch it, so yes. it's not like I, so I'm 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 willing to believe it. Um, the fact that someone as heavy as Coates was a reference for this. Mm-hmm. I think that's incredible. Uh, Lindelof really immersed himself in the source material. But not only that, he immersed himself in the culture that he was capturing in a way so he could take that source material and stretch it a little further and kind of push the boundaries of what storytelling can do for that particular social topic. Absolutely. I think that's incredible. The other thing I liked about this show is that, um, you know, obviously with a, with a with a female lead, a right. strong female lead of color, um, she was not a damsel in distress. Not ever. She did not need help from you niggas at all. Not for, for once. Anything. And again, I love that that you have a strong lead character who's female, woman of color, who can take care of her shit, smart as fuck, got these hands, and is unafraid. And the one time somebody came to her aid, Dr. Manhattan, of all people, the most powerful being in the universe, um, he failed. Yep. And he knew he was going to fail. Yep. And everything happened exactly like it was supposed to. She was bodying him, too. Man. God damn. 
She was catching bodies. She was good, man. That was some Call of Duty kill streaks out there. <laughs> I was in my head, you know. I've been Call of Duty up, so I've been. I all I was seeing was all I was seeing was triple kill, fury kill. <laughs> oh man, and and. The and I, I love that it retained some of that Alan Moore weirdness. Yep. Like with Lady True's mother. Yeah. And the and the and the the, the yeah the the sperm and uh, that is I, classic Alan Moore weirdness. Yes, I like I like the the I like the slow deliberate telling of um, Adrian Veidt's story over the course of the season. It didn't make a lick of sense at first. But goddamn, but, it came around. Yeah, Adrian. Let me tell you something. Ozymandias. I'm so happy to be sharing a name with this motherfucker because <laughs> Ozymandias is a weird, kooky but brilliant motherfucker. Yes, I have to tell you, all that shit was all that shit was. Louis Gossett Jr. Bro, it has been brought back into the cultural forefront. Oh, man, Louis Gossett motherfucking Jr. Uh, for those of uh, uh, you 80s babies, 80s babies know. 80s babies, 70s babies, y'all know. Um, so I I really enjoyed that. And even on the white side, I enjoyed, Tim Blake Nelson was wonderful. Yep. Uh, Gene Smart as... Reimagining Silk Spectre? God damn. Yeah. That was so good. Um, just everything. And I... I really want y'all to stop complaining about getting another season. About about another season. Because that's exactly what they're going to do. It's not going to live up to mm-hmm. season one. How could it? Not saying that Lindelof can't, re- can't do it again. But just in the cultural, in the collective consciousness, I don't think it's possible... To think anything could improve upon that, it's. I mean, it's always. It's told a story. It's always possible, but again, like you said at the beginning of this segment, it it there's they put a nice book, you know, bookend on it. Like they can they can stop it right here. They can close it right where they did, and that'd be fine. And it's perfectly fine. Move on to the next story. We don't have to, y'all. We don't have to have multiple seasons of everything. Exactly. Everything doesn't have. It's HBO. Everything doesn't have to go into syndication. I always say it's like the British model. The British model, they tell those stories when it's time, when they have a story to tell, and they get out. Luther could Luther could be eight episodes a season. It could be three it episodes three. a season. You get the whole story. And you get the whole complete story, and they get in and they get out. That's what I love about the British model. And I'm so glad that we're adopting that more. Because, you know, yeah. Mandalorian is like... Mandalorian is like... It's going to be like nine, maybe ten episodes. Maybe ten, thirty-minute episodes. That's it. That's yeah. all it needs. Yep. Very episodic, very Jenny Tartakovsky mm-hmm. vibe there. So that's all it needs. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back um, with White People Must Be Stopped. You are experiencing opinions while black sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. That was a shot and a half. Yeah. That is okay. That is okay. That is okay. We are back. Yes. We are black. Mm. We are opinionated. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm drunk. Uh, 
Yeah, I've, I've only vomited twice. I I'm drunk with somewhere to be after this, actually. Yeah, I have nowhere to be but here. Uh, fortunately for you. <laughs> hey, man, I got pre-drunk, so I'm fine with that. It's still a moral victory. Fair enough. Um, it is time for white people must be stopped. Skirt, skirt. Um, Kim fucking Kardashian. Man, listen. Kim Kardashian, bro. Kim, oh, oh, excuse me. Kim Kardashian West. Fucking, okay. For those of you who don't know why I'm saying her name with such disdain, Kim Kardashian West did a photo shoot or something where she very obviously looks like a black woman. In particular, she uh, I thought she I thought at first I thought she was trying to look like Diane Carroll or something. That was the comparison that a lot of people made. She looked like Diane Carroll maybe or somebody. The, the people made a few comparisons. The point is she definitely had some self tanner on. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like that shit was not like just a natural tan. No, she sprayed that shit to make her shit darker, and she did something with her hair, whether it was a wig or not, to give it a more coarse look to look black. We she know tried the, to look black. Yeah, that that's no point. That was blackface, like a motherfucker. And if anybody has ever wondered what problem people have with the Kardashians, this is exactly it. This moment right here, they do these little things that they know are capitalizing on. Our culture. They don't ever say it. And they don't ever really just outwardly. But it's there. Yes. And it's obvious to us. And it's obvious to us because we've seen it done before. But. It's 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 so backhanded. And so brazen. And it's weird. Like what? Why did she do it? What was the point of that? I, look how you look. You don't, you don't have to. That's like again. That was beyond bronze. That was it was straight up blackface. Like you could have looked. You had to look at yourself in the mirror and go like, "Oh shit, that's a little dark." That's a lot. That that was a lot dark. She somebody, somebody on her team had to have said something. They all knew. And 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 also, let me just say on a quick side note. Um, I realize that Hollywood and that celebrity like like biosphere can make for some interesting bedfellows and I'm sure there are people that are friends with the Kardashians and the Jenners that don't necessarily agree with everything they do but for the public eye it can look kind of bad having said that a special message to the legends uh oh um John Legend, Chrissy Teigen, I love, let me tell you something, I love horny couples. I love horny couples that can't keep their fucking hands off of each other. I mean, I don't necessarily want to see all that shit all the time. But, I don't want to see all that shit. But I love that there are people, in this, just when you see all the hate on social media and all that shit, and men and women hating each other, you know, you want to see that. And, and I, I, Nicole Ari Parker and Boris Kojo. Right? I love couples that can't keep their fucking hands off of each other. Having said that, y'all rolling around making out, dry humping each other in Chris Jenner's bedroom? Fam. Did you know about this? 
I did not know about this. There is, I don't know. I think it was on Instagram, maybe. But people were talking about this. They were at Chris Jenner's house, and they were all in her bedroom, uh, hugged up and on the floor making out and like on camera. Or? On camera. For why? I don't know. It's gross. It's gross. It's this, gross. In Chris, Gen- in Chris Jenner's Chris- house, that's gross. I was like, don't you know what Chris Jenner's bed has been? <laughs> and it's just I don't and I don't want to tell people and it's not like I'm trying to tell people who they can and can't be friends with but when you have the Kardashians and the Jenners that pull this kind of shit and you have John Legend that we know has the mind for this kind of has the mindset we know he knows about these things and we know he's conscious of these things it, it, it's a bad look. It's it's nasty to watch you and your and and your wife who kind your wife kind of stays right on the ragged edge of cancellation somehow. Yes, even though she's mad spicy on Twitter, and you don't want to fuck with her. Um, it's a bad look, y'all. Like I just I don't want to tell y'all who to be friends with, who not to be friends with, but. Watch your people. That's all I'm saying. Watch your people. Just uh, chill out. That's all I want to say. Send your racist stories, your racist real life encounters, along with your listener letters, your questions for D. Randall and myself, Mm -hmm. your questions for any of our guests. Send them to um, uh, opinionswildblack at gmail.com. Or any of our social medias, which are readily available on Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. We'll be right back to finish it off with the top three STFUs. You are experiencing opinions while black. Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. And we are back. Yeah. We are black. Mm-hmm. We are opinionated, and I am good and liquored up. And I actually, I actually have a function to go to after mm. this. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't be me if I didn't show up a little lit. Yeah, buddy. Uh, yeah. How you feeling? You all right? I'm good. I, I, I have not thrown up again. Okay. I think, I think I'm gonna make it. Okay. All right. I think I'm gonna make it. Uh, we we stick it out around here. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm dedicated. Uh. So just to keep your upchuck reflux reflex in, we will we will not discuss ASAP Rocky sex tape. Thank you. Uh, it, it is it is worth noting he got clown for that shit though. Uh, from what I understand, it's not much to speak of. <laughs> oh man, that is the worst to have a sex tape come out and yeah, no, yep. it's that's fucked up. That's. That's fucked up to get the opposite fit. When Ray J got a better review than you, that's a problem. Ray J launched a dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that nigga got an indoor pool and an outdoor pool. Yeah, he has an indoor basketball court and an outdoor yeah, basketball court. Outdoor basketball court, you know. So, uh, it is time for my favorite part of the evening, the top three STFUs. Let's go. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Number three. 
one Nick Cannon. Ben needs to shut the fuck up. We didn't get to this last week, but Nick Cannon got a fucking chill, bro. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, Nick Cannon has had a long-standing feud with one Marshall Mathers, uh, better known as Eminem. And apparently that beef has reignited for some reason over, uh, I guess Eminem had some spicy shit to say about him and Mariah. Um, Because this whole, I believe this whole beef started over Mariah Carey. Because at one point, Marshall may or may not have been fucking Mariah. I mean... I I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It looks that way. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and Nick Cannon did not appreciate this. Oh. He had some choice words uh, that he had to apparently put over uh, rap beats, which nobody asked for. Him and the Black Squad of all people. I can probably say I still have not listened to it, and never will. I haven't listened to it. I never will. And the problem is, it's not much of a rap beef when you have to go and get. Backup rappers. When you have to get your employees, basically. Right. Exactly. You when you have to go and get people from Wildin' Out. And then you challenge him to come on the Wildin' Out. Why would he give you ratings? I mean, that's really what it's all about. Like he, You don't give a fuck about that relationship. You just got through saying you didn't give a fuck about monogamous relationships. Like, like a month ago. Now all of a sudden you you defending you defending Mariah's honor and shit. I wish you had kept that energy with Christina Milian. Mm-hmm. Could have defended her honor by not uh, fucking the whole left side of Black Hollywood. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying the, the, the black women don't never get that treatment. First of all, Nick Cannon is trash. I'm just gonna get that out of the way. He is the wallet of everything outside of music and including music. He I has, take Wale over Nick Cannon. What I will say, though, is that Nick Cannon has somehow found success. And Nick Cannon has found success on a number of platforms, one of those being a podcast. I would say that if he really had a problem with Eminem... Any of shit out there. That he would use that platform to just air it directly. The fact that he wants to battle him bar for bar means that it's, it, it, he's basically playing the game. It's and, stupid. And he's trying to get Eminem on Wild and Out as a you know as a ratings boost or whatever you want to call it. Eminem ain't got time for this shit, man. Let me tell you something. If J.R. Smith fucked my girl and had some spicy shit to say about my girl, I'm not gonna challenge J.R. Smith to a one-on-one basketball co- to right. a basketball game, right? Because I know I can't play basketball. Well, I can't play as good as J.R. Smith. I know I'm gonna lose. That's the point. Right. Um, if I have a problem, if Floyd Mayweather fuck my girl, you just gotta shoot him. I just have to shoot Floyd Mayweather. That's it. That's that's the only option. He weighs half of what we weigh, but and can still throw hands and feet. Right. Not doing it. You just gotta shoot him. Not doing it. I'm going to shoot him. Um, the point is, I'm not coming to where you at and challenging you at what you're best at. There's no winner there. There's nothing about what Nick Cannon does and how he's done it that I don't that could possibly make him feel like he was going to come out a winner. 
I wonder if Nick Cannon has heard himself rap before. He can't have heard I'm a gigolo. Because I've unfortunately heard him rap. I have. He's rapped with R. Kelly. Say no more. He's rapped with R. Kelly. The only person I've... I mean, there, I mean, some people have... Okay, maybe just Jay-Z. Rap with R. Kelly and, you know, that'd be a good look. And honestly, even then, Best of Both Worlds didn't age well. Did not. It didn't. Um, so, we're saying all this to say, Nick Cannon, you're good at making money. You're not good at anything else. <laughs> Nothing else. Rapping, acting, comedy. You're a trifecta of suck. Stop it. Keep making money. The, the, in this case, success would be the best revenge. True. Just shut the fuck up. But Eminem is more successful than him, so and, and there's even, no revenge to be had. Right, right. And even and even if M did start this shit. I hear a lot of people going, oh, well, M started. He was talking about that man's wife. I There's no way I can defend my ex-wife by embarrassing myself. Use your own platform, dude. Use your own platform wisely. And shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. We don't want to hear this shit. I'm just saying, you know, and, and it's a it's a lot there because now you got people that we don't need, like 50 cents shouldn't have to weigh in. But that's never stopped him. Before. That's never stopped him before. It's not going to. I know. But just look at look at look at who you've got on your side. And I'm sorry. For all you niggas, for all you niggas that are out here calling people coons mm. for being Team Eminem, guess what? In a rap battle, I support the superior rapper. I also just don't want to hear Nick Cannon rap. I also don't want to hear Nick Cannon rap. And even in his declining, uh, uh, I won't say abilities. Oh. I won't say abilities, but even in his declining skill set. And how the albums haven't done as well. Eminem is still the superior rapper. I will. There is no amount of oh he's white and says spicy shit that could ever make me take sides with Nick Cannon ever about anything. If Captain Hook showed up to battle Nick Cannon, guess whose motherfucking team I'm on? <laughs> Captain fucking Hook with a eye patch and everything. So, yeah, y'all can shut the fuck up, too. Chill out. Number two, Camilla Cabello. Just find out who that was. I, I think I've heard, I, I think I've literally heard one song. I heard one song. Um, I, apparently, she's with some other uh, white person who I don't know. Sean Mendez. Sean Mendez, okay, who I've also never heard his music. Um,. Camilla Cabello has so in the age of digging up the old problematic shit you've done, they dug up some old problematic shit Camilla Cabello has done. Um, she was on Tumblr of all things. Uh, I feel kind of bad for them digging this up only because if there's somewhere you want to go where you don't want people to where you don't want people to find some shit, you go to Tumblr. Yep, and. Uh... And when you stop using Tumblr, just delete the account. Exactly. Facts. Um, she had some choice. She had, it, it was that she reposted a lot of super racist, problematic shit. Yeah. 
a lot of shit that says nigger, a lot of shit that says ching chong. We know what the fuck that means. A lot of shit that depicts black people in their relationship to chicken. There's a meme that says nigglet. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It takes some powerful racism. And this isn't content that she created, but it's content that she reposted. And there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. It's not like just one thing. It's not just one or two things that somebody dug up that she was like, oh, well, you know, that was a... No, 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 no. She dug up a lot of this shit. It's a whole thread of shit that she's done. And, and it, you know, I usually, I, usually I'm one of those people where I'm like, how... Who the fuck do they hire to just dig up all this shit? But there was no digging to be had here. You could just easily go on this go on this person's yeah. page and just see all this. Right there. Plainly plainly visible. Somebody could have just been randomly on Tumblr and saw Camilla Cabello's account and just picked any given post and it just be racist and problematic as fuck. They did that. Man. And so um, now she's given the standard apology. I apologize then. I apologize now, kind of thing. Um, she keeps apologizing, and I want her to stop. Here's why: she could get away with the one apology. Yeah. yeah and I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you why she could actually get away with the one apology because we have not kept it a whole buck about this thing. Because yes, yeah, she said this, and she's problematic as fuck, and she needs to get dragged a little bit. But I feel like there's a weird element of inequality here because Justin Bieber sang nigger. He sang nigger several times and said, if I kill you, I'll be part of the KKK. Justin Bieber said that. One less lonely nigger. (laughs) Right? Right? More than what? One less lonely nigger. Yeah. And nobody said shit. And this is when he was super young. Usher still signed this motherfucker. You got songs with Luda and Chance and Bruh. Camilla Cabello. We didn't well, in fairness, we didn't know we didn't know her like that. I didn't. I didn't. I found out who she was this week. And I did now that's weird. Having said that, that still does not let Camila Cabello off the hook. She got to shut the fuck up for this she one. Get out of here for that shit. She got to get the fuck out of here off that. Um, and the number one, we have a returning champion, y'all. Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jermaine Shoemaker, a.k.a. Umar Johnson. My goodness. Umar motherfucking Johnson is back. Um... So he was on The Breakfast Club again, and he did an interview again um, to talk about the the progress, the uh, Marcus, the Frederick Douglass Marcus Garvey School that is was, making. That was a short report. That was, <laughs> the title of the report was longer than the fucking report itself. Apparently, he needs a million dollars. But to it, develop exactly the, a million to develop the school. He said a million. Okay. I spent 15 years in banking and finance. Okay. One thing that I have learned from that 15 years of experience is that nothing costs exactly a million dollars. Nothing. 
if he said he needed a hundred thousand dollars, you you kind of know like yeah, he just needs some th- something to get it started to get the wheels in motion, whatever, blah blah blah. If he said he needed eight point three million dollars, nope. then you know that someone put some kind of research in and came up with a number that seemed exactly. more deliberate. But when you just say, "Hey, man, um, I bet if you gave me a million dollars, I could start the school." That's what it sounds like he did. That sounds like scammer shit. It's like he went to the to the pawn shop and was like, "Hey, y'all let me hold y'all let me hold a meal. Uh, let me get the school up real quick, and I'm gonna pay you back. I'll pay you right back, bro." Um. So he said that, but more more specifically, when he was talking about black business, he was talking about, uh, of course, Byron Allen came up. Now, Umar Johnson has a very hard stance about um, about black men, powerful black men who are married to white women. Mm. Despite him still lying and telling people that he's a descendant of Frederick Douglass, who had a white wife. Um, And so um, Byron Allen's name comes up because, you know, Byron Allen is currently in a legal battle with Comcast um, over an old Civil Rights Act um, to prove that there's been discrimination in the industry. And so his name comes up and he says right off the bat that he can't that he can't talk about the black community with Byron Allen because his wife is, in fact, white. And started talking and started talking a lot of shit about how uh, Byron Allen doesn't realize that a lot of the the profit and a lot of the money ultimately made off of uh, these things are gonna are gonna benefit his wife more than they're gonna benefit him. Uh, God forbid somebody will want to benefit their wife more. But here's my thing: the important thing to point out here is that maybe this is because we're southern. But Umar had way too much bass in his voice <laughs> to be talking about a man's wife. You know. I don't give a fuck. Black, white, whatever. I don't care if you vote for Trump. When you talk about a man's wife with a certain amount of bass, when you talk about a man's wife at all, your voice is supposed to go up at least an octave. He talked that shit from a safe distance, too. He he did. First of all, Byron Allen's kind of a big nigga. Uh, not only that. It's, it, the other thing is, Umar doesn't really understand, I don't think, who Byron Allen is. Like, Byron Allen is... he. Byron Allen is a nigga that, that basically... He's game. He, I shouldn't say gamed, because right. he strategically did it. But he got over. He got over on these folks who tried to lock him out of ownership. Um, tried to block him out of certain markets. Like he, he created a model by which he can own not only content but the infrastructure. Um, owns stations. He owns the weather channel. He owns the channel that shows you what the fucking weather is twenty four hours a day. He owns that bitch. Byron Allen is paid, and he actually uses a distribution model that a lot of other people have since learned how to use. So I he's mean, the nigga that you keep talking about, right? He's the nigga that you keep talking about. You want to educate young black men to be, and you talked about this motherfucker's wife with real bass in his voice too, because he ain't got shit else to talk about. Well, that's true too. He damn sure can't talk about the school. Um, 
<laughs> he did. Oh, oh, you know, it's so funny that the motherfuckers that got the least shit going for him always want to talk about who's in somebody else's bedroom. Right? Yeah, he's married to a white woman, but are you married to either of them? Either of them women you got paternity cases out with? Ooh, we know he's in his mama's basement. I'm just saying, whose basement is that? Who you got cleaning up in there? Like clean your room first, nigga. <laughs> like my, my thing is, you come at me and mine. You come at me and mine. The first thing I'm gonna say is, nigga, clean your room, <laughs> little man. Have your mama, have your mama give you approval. You know what I'm saying? Right. Before mama, you come mama, out your room, his mama gotta go over with the glove. Your mama don't let you out the room till that thing is clean. <laughs> I, I mean, clean. I don't want none of that patchwork. Yeah. Get the vacuum. Nah, you ain't you ain't fix that bed right. Your mama just un, undo the whole bed until you do that shit right. I ain't, I don't give a damn where you going. I don't give a damn where you going. You you go you go to that lecture tomorrow. Make your little friends wait. <laughs> don't they got somewhere to be? I don't care about your little friends. I don't care if you sit there and pout. Get you a job, nigga. That's that's asking too much. Well, yeah, okay. that's, yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot. That's a low blow. Yeah, that's true. Um, all I was all I'm saying is. And again, maybe this is, and, and maybe this sounds a little misogynistic at first glance, and I don't mean it that way. But just there, there have been women in my life that I just kind of like that I'll open hand slap you over if you talk about them with the wrong with the wrong tone. That's why I just I just opened it up to say anybody that you care about, don't talk about. Wife, mama, brother, sister, family. Well, don't, nigga, don't talk about my mama, nigga. That's all I'm going to say. You know what I'm saying? Don't talk about my mama. You know, but you just you just don't do that. Like, if you're going to come at me, come at me. That must be some East Coast shit. I don't know. I, that must be some up north shit. Because you talk about somebody. Now, and I believe that because I have some friends up north. And just the just kind of like, like especially like in New York, just the way you have to interact with people at a moment's notice on a daily basis, I can kind of understand that, yeah. that you would expect somebody with you to hold their own. We just don't get down like that in the South. Don't. So that's weird to us. So all I'm saying is, Byron, Byron Allen, not that you would ever be listening to us, little old us, but we got your back, bro. If you want, if you want to slap this nigga, we're going to make sure ain't nobody jumping you, bro. <laughs> Well, man, I'll make sure ain't nobody jumping you, dog. Yeah. You like you get your shit off, man. Like, like as far as I'm concerned, in the South, somebody talks about your wife, you are honor bound to slap them. Also, Umar Johnson really ain't got nobody to like vouch for. That's true. Like he really ain't got nobody. Have you ever seen anybody famous just be like, "Yeah, I fuck with him"? Famous, except or Charlemagne. Not, famous or non-famous. And Charlemagne just kind of goes wherever the wind's blowing. Yeah. <laughs> so that don't count. We know Envy want to slap him. He's He won't, but we know he wants to. Uh, just, Umar, shut the fuck up. Please. Clean your room. And then shut the fuck up. <laughs> Clean your room. For real. For real, dog. Like, like that's unsanitary. Hey, pick up your toys, man. <laughs> what if, this man had, like, Burger King, a Burger King bag in the background. <laughs> Bruh. Nigga, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna start the revolution eating Burger King, bro. You not. You not. Trust me, I know. D Randall, have we done a podcast, man? We've done it. I have survived it. You survived. You you got in there, man. Um I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. 
uh, I have an engagement. Shout out, uh, shout out to uh, Amanda. It's her birthday. Her birthday was this week. What up? Um, I'm gonna come come see you. We're gonna turn up a little bit. Um, y'all, thank you from the bottom of my heart. This is well, no, this is is this the last? No, no, next 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 episode's the last one of the year of the year. Yep, you're right. Okay, next the uh, next episode's the last of the year. Um, it's been a great year, man. With y'all, um, we have come a long way. Oh, update. Uh, we will have some information from Spotify soon. Good. Yeah, so I, people I, have been hitting me up in the inbox about okay. that. I got a small update on it, but I'll just okay. share it with you. Okay, cool. Um, so other than that, we um, as a matter of fact, can we make this like a hashtag? WTF Spotify. <laughs> fuck spotify what the fuck i've had people hitting me up about this um people like y'all people don't make people have to run to soundcloud Mm. we like soundcloud not everybody does don't make people run to other venues when they want to give you their business put us on put release the missing episodes (laughs) release the snyder cut release the snyder cut y'all when you talk about this podcast, hashtag WTF Spotify. Do that for me. That'll be a favor for, to me from Team Oz. I would greatly appreciate it. I would consider it my Christmas present. WTF Spotify. Let's get that shit started. Uh, until then, we'll be back uh, presumably next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Oh, yeah. Uh, it'll be episode 70. Man. Until then, this has been episode 69 of opinions while black i have been oz i am what remains of d randall (laughs) and it's always imparting titties